podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I was having hearing difficulties recently. I went to the doctors and he said, can you describe the symptoms? And I was like, yeah, well, Homer's a big fat guy and Marge has big blue hair. <laughs> yes, yes. Seven. Oh, that's four. good. It was a four yeah. last week or a three. It was low. So uh, we're back in the, mate, we're back in the upper half. significantly better. Like, I laughed yeah. straight away because yeah, yeah. not only did I get it, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I was listening. I was actually listening back to the, the jokes just to kind of track the quality. And the Forrest Gump one is legendary because you're just like, what? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. <laughs> and then, I still don't think you get it now. Not my finest moment, mate. Should we move on from that? <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> Welcome to The Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, senior writer at F1.com. And I'm still Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm still Nate Saunders from ESPN. We are both still. I'm still, glad yeah. that you are both here and still. still. Well, you're not still, you're moving, you're both moving. You're both yeah, fidgeting. fidgeting. <laughs> yeah. And if we stay pretending. still, it's going to make this very <laughs> difficult. For people listening that have never met Lawrence Barreto, a weird quirk about him is that his vision is based entirely on movement, so he can't actually see you <laughs> if you stay completely still. It's why he covers Formula One, but he can't see anything until the race starts, so when the cars will start moving, he's like, oh, I see them now. But on the grid, he's completely useless. He can't do anything. Isn't that true? It's frightening, Nate. Yeah, I wish you hadn't revealed that to the world. Well, it's what this podcast is about, Lawrence. It's about <laughs> truths. Revealing truths to the listening public. It's actually the real reason why they've changed the whole grid procedure. Everyone said it was because of COVID, but they're like, no, it's because Barreto goes on there and is just freaked out and can't see anything. So they're like, if we just stop broadcasters going on the grid, then that problem is removed. And uh, it's yeah. really good to see F1 protecting one of their own like that. It really yeah, is it, nice. Thoughtful, I'd say. It's yeah. good, isn't it? I don't know, you know, you've, the, the shoes have kind of thrown people off now because you're always <laughs> visible in the paddock. This you know, is so, true. Um, yes. Highly visible. Well, I think that that's, and that, and that also like that, that's one thing I've been missing from these races is, you know, you kind of scan through the grid and usually you'd be able to see like these brightly colored shoes, like shining back. We can't see them now, which is really upsetting. Well, I think, was there a new pair in the Nürburgring, which were the yellow wellies? Were they new? Yes. The, yeah. Yes. So I figured that um, we'd all been talking about it for weeks and months that the Nürburgring was not only going to be cold, but it was going to be wet. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't like soggy feet. So I thought the best thing to do was to get wellies. Um, a few years ago in Austin, whenever it, we had that Friday that washed out, I lost two pairs of shoes because they got so soggy and damp and horrible that I just threw them away. So I was like, oh, I'm not risking proper shoes again. So I bought myself some wellies and also the moon boots, um, which I'm sure you'll refer to later on, are waterproof and snowproof and warm. So they're wow. basically anything you could ever, ever want. I have three points and I'll be nice. I'll start with the first one, which is I'm impressed about the moon boots. I thought they were an absolute luxury that you would never want to wear when it was raining. So, okay, that's, that's impressed me slightly. The other two though, slightly. one, did you take two pairs of shoes to the track on the Friday in Austin? Yes. And that's how you ruined, why did you take two pairs with you? So I generally take two pairs of shoes to the track. Well, as in, I, I take an extra pair of shoes. What? <laughs> what every day? Well, at, well, on the days that I run, 
I take two extra pairs because obviously one pair is a running pair, but I always have a spare pair of shoes. Wow. <laughs> now, for those listening, I don't this... think I've ever seen Chris and Nate's face so shocked. I just so don't you... I just done a screen grab. We'll put it up. We'll put it up on the. Uh, so on the there's Facebook days list. that you, yeah. There's days that you. Medis is like his world has been blown apart by this information. Y- yeah, honestly, yeah. You've seen wow. how big my backpack is, right? Like, there's a lot of in. There's a lot of stuff in it. It's yeah, but my I've got a really big, heavy backpack, and I n- never have any extra pairs of shoes in it. But I also never noticed that you have like extra luggage with you. Yeah, this is, this is some revelation. So it's always it's important to always have a spare pair of shoes because you don't know when it's going to rain and your feet are going to get wet. <clears throat> okay. Well, the other point was so that day in Austin when you ruined two pairs. You do know that yeah. shoes dry, right? If you put them somewhere warm. I know, but like I put them on the radiator and they still kind of smell of you know like when they go damp and not very nice. And I was like, well, so then I put them in the washing machine at the hotel and that didn't really sort them out. So I just thought, oh, I'm just going to let go of these. <laughs> I think, to be fair, I seem to think, I think I was sharing a, an apartment with Nate and Lawrence Evanson that year. Um, certainly one of the years where we had like really bad weather. Um, and but we tend to do things because it's a long trip when you go over there, really missing the US legs, I will, I will admit. Um, I've had a lot of fun in Austin before, but half the time you just go there and start doing all your laundry. And you walk into our apartment and all of our clothes are just laid out in different places trying to dry. Yeah. Um, because, because I mean, it's, it saves you a fortune compared to like a hotel or a laundrette, but, um, yeah, it's always the danger as well. I never know how to work out an American, like washing machine, very con- like convincingly. So there's always a threat that we actually would end up with no clothes, um, <laughs> yeah. but, but so far not ruined everything, anything. Managed but at least to... now I know, now I know that if I'm ever one pair of shoes shy, I can just go to Barretto and say, can I, what's, what, what shoe size are you? UK, UK size. UK nine. Oh, I'm a nine. I'm a nine as well. Amazing. It also is this. Yes, yes, you can. I've always got a spare pair of shoes. And on a Thursday and a Saturday, I've got two spare pairs of shoes. This is huge. I'm going to stop coming to the track with any (laughs) shoes. I'm just going to take whichever ones you have. I was about to say, would you actually give Nate a pair of your shoes if you needed them? Yeah, of course I would. Of course I would. What if they were the members? Yeah, honestly, I would. Just as long as you don't destroy them. I mean, I can't, I definitely would somehow. I, don't know. I, can't, I can't promise that. I mean, I'd, want to take, I'd want to take the backup pair. I wouldn't want to take your like primary pair of shoes. I'd take like the, the ones you weren't expecting to wear that day. The secondary pair. Yeah, okay. I'll be the, yeah, you know, the I'll, be, I'll take the, yeah. <laughs> F1 joke there for everybody. Hey. But, but not a current one, an old one. No, a very old school one. Yeah. Wow. Hey, who'd have thought it? This podcast right. continues to make me feel old, Medis. So thank you very much. <laughs> thanks for thanks for aging the podcast twenty years, Medis. Way to go, way to go, man. Well, that shows that we were ahead of our time. Yes, because podcasts weren't really a thing twenty years ago. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. I think it doesn't it show that we're behind our time. Probably, was... yeah. <laughs> not to not to not to crap all over our podcast, but you know we are we're we're behind the times. I mean, I don't think anyone, anyone has uh, like reviewed it yet and said, this is cutting edge, really up to date, <laughs> yeah. um, informative. None of that has ever been said. I think the and latest this... review said, who knew three guys just talking rubbish about life traveling around the world um, following F1 could be so funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's, and that... I think it's a backhanded compliment. Like, who knew? <laughs> and that was by Reese Medland. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Shrednow. Ethan Shrednow. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a funny 
funny, obviously fake name Lar- for Lawrence. Well, it's Larrington Lar- Bazooka, isn't it? Oh, Larrington <laughs> Bazooka, yeah. Yeah. I, I, actually, I don't know. I didn't check the name on it. Um, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll probably try and find it. So I did have a I did have a question about your shoes in Austin. Right. Um, where did you Where did you Did you just throw them away, or did you take them to a like a a secondhand shoe place? Cause... No, 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 because I couldn't force those those shoes on anyone else because that would be mean. That's just wasteful. Your company is is committed to being sustainable, <laughs> environmentally friendly, and you and you're throwing shoes away <laughs> two, two shoes a weekend. Crazy! What would what would, what would Chase think of that? What would Chase think? That's outrageous. Hang on, for clarity. You just threw them into the river. Everyone was there looking at those bats, and you were like, "Take that bats!" <laughs> threw your shoes in there. We all know what happened, Lawrence. Disgusting. That's we why the bats don't come out anymore. <laughs> they keep getting hit by shoes every year, every October. Uh, a creature might use those shoes as a home. They might, you know. My burrow inside. Well, like, <laughs> like a tortoise, yeah. <laughs> Got a nice pair a of crab, A crab with a new shell. That um, would be pretty cool, actually. To be that fair. would be pretty cool. Um, so, to be clear, that was before I started working for this company and before those <laughs> objectives were set. <laughs> it was one weekend that I threw two pairs of shoes and I've learnt my lesson because since then, I've always bought a pair of waterproof, waterproof shoes to the track. Very so I'm, good. Always, I'm always learning, guys. Always learning. There wow, growing. What? I think that's <laughs> what that is. Growing, what a good, maturing. What a good story <laughs> that is. <laughs> what a funny story. So, um, yes. But no, it was, a, it was a good weekend in the Nürburgring, even though it was freezing. Um, those moon boots, after I got so much abuse for them in Russia, it all came back to me in, the, in Germany because everyone's feet was freezing. And there I was, toasty as hell. It was mm. brilliant. It did look like a stroke of genius. <laughs> one thing I want to say, which also was a stroke of genius, because I know you were, you were the one who told Danny Ricardo he had forgotten to do the shoey. Oh, yeah. You then tweeted him saying or suggesting that he used the moon boots to do one at the next race in Portimao. Has he got back to you yet? Are you expecting a, a reply from Danny Rick? He has not got back to me as yet. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get a reply on social media, but I am actually going to ask him in yeah, do it. Uh, Portugal. Um, if, I mean, he likes the boots, so I don't see why he wouldn't. The only reason he'd say no is because it would be a magnum of champagne that he'd have to drink <clears throat> to fill yeah, up the be boots. A lot. Yeah. And I'm also, well, on a personal level... to make level, sure you're not wearing them when you offer them to him, though. You know, you say, like, <laughs> like, look, these shoes, you're wearing a different pair, and you're like, here's the shoes. Do you want to do a shoey out of them? You know, rather oh, than... Oh, because then I can like, hand them over instantly. Yeah, yeah that's and also, a good idea. Also, he doesn't think you've just been wearing them. You know, you can say they've been in the wash, they've been... They've been disinfected or whatever. <laughs> well, if you're listening, Daniel, I will wash the moon boots. I will also Febreze them for you as well. Yeah. And maybe <clears throat> I could even put like a plastic bag inside. Do you know, like you get wine in a box, and but the wine is in a plastic bag. Wine in a bag, yeah. I can get a bag and put the bag in the boot. This is mainly so that it protects my shoe. But um, that, that we can fill the, the bag with the champagne, and you can just drink out of the champagne. So then you've still got the cool shoey element. And then my shoe doesn't get ruined and mm. everyone's happy. I do love how spontaneous this is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have like a document? It's going to be like an FIA regulation thing, isn't it? This is how you have to approach the shoey out of a moon boot. Yes, he has a set of rules and he has to sign a document to say he has to return them in the same condition that they, <laughs> they got them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just be, a guess, There can be an I'm... official protest launch that lodged at the end of the day yeah. as well. Yeah, part Fermi regulations once you hand them over. 
But I, I reckon it's just a, it is a hunch that he might be able to afford to replace him if he had to. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, of course he would. I'm sure he would do that anyway, to be honest. He wouldn't make me wear a soggy moon boot again. I don't, I don't think he would anyway. Imagine the smell, actually. Oh, be awful. It would be bad. Quick aside on that before hmm. I, I wanted to bring something else in. What tattoo do you think Cyril Abit was going to end up with? I it, I think it should be a honey badger, personally. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I think a lot of people have suggested that. But I feel like it could be funnier. Well, Daniel said it's going to be like German themed, isn't it? Because that's where he got the podium. Yeah. Um, so, who was it? Uh, I think Christian Manath um, said, are you going to get like people put the sticker of the Nordschleife on their cars if they've oh, been the around outline. it? Yeah. around it just saying um and he said he should get that for cyril and and daniel was like mm, yeah mm, yeah so yeah, he was trying to politely answer it he was like we could do but no um i'm sure they'll come up something pretty creative but uh cyril was saying i think it was to you wasn't it Nate? you asked him about it and mm. he said that he's going to take his time to kind of uh yeah. agree like what they get and then he gets to pick the size and location so he said he feels like he can get away with anything but i think that's a hint to daniel to try and come up with something that he doesn't absolutely hate. And then he might get something that is a decent size, which would be interesting. I don't really want to see it happening though. Cause I'm worried that Daniel's going to get him to get it on his ass or something like that. And <laughs> That's where I assume Ren- it's going to be. Social media content. I was really like, no, please don't just, <laughs> just do how it started, how it's going. Right. But as in start and end, don't like do a no- before and after. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're still talking stuff. about similar people's ass. Uh, Nate, you yeah, were going to say something. Perf- perfect segue, <laughs> uh, I, I think. So uh, anyone who listened to our last show knows that we did our buddy cop movie idea. So basically who we would pick from the current grid to be in a buddy cop movie with us. And we put it on Twitter. And the results, I was, I was upset with the results, obviously, <laughs> because of how it went. So to recap, Lawrence, you picked Seb Vettel. Meadows, you picked Kimmy. And I picked Magnuson. So there's a Scandinavian theme to the last two. We had 218 votes on our Twitter account at the Padhock, and uh, Nate and K Mag got 11.5%, which you know we can talk about on another podcast. I feel like that deserves <laughs> its own show to dissect that. But it was super close between who everyone's favourite was. Lawrence and Seb got 42.2, and Chris and Kimmy got 46.3. So, Meadows, your Kimmy uh, idea. I feel like it's kind of cheating picking Kimmy because you know everyone is going to want to see that, but. Fair play. You, you were the only one of us that, that picked him. So Yeah, fair play, yeah, Meadows. I mean, you, you tapped into an existing fan base there, didn't you? Well, no, because yeah. it was just, it was the potential for the movie. You don't go, you know what, this would be a great movie idea, but it would be too popular, so I'll pick something else. I went, True. this is what I think will work. Because a lot of people could have said, like we all said, like Daniel Ricardo. you think everyone would have picked as their uh, buddy. But we were like, no, we're still in clear of that. We've got other ideas. Um, and it took us down a good path. I like it. Yeah, I'm yeah. It was... to it. I'm glad it's been commissioned now. Thanks for the... Uh, Thanks for the kind of show of faith, guys. And I look yeah. forward to the first payment to, to get the film up and running. Well, what those, what those people who don't vote for you don't realise is that the, the small print of that vote was that they have to actually fund the movie. <laughs> between them. So I look forward to seeing them uh, pledging to your GoFundMe account. Um, we, yeah, I think your idea, I was listening back to it, and it is a good idea. And then Kimmy posted him coming home and seeing the kids uh, on Instagram after the race. And I thought that I was like, oh, yeah, that's like basically what you were saying at the end, isn't it, of your movie? Like Kimmy just kind of walks off yeah and you realize there's a second yeah there's a second side to him that no one no one sees but you still weren't able to break that shell no but that would just be enough they're just like a nod to me that kind of that was just like yeah you did all right and that that's all that's all my character would need my character being me (laughs) Um, so yeah 
Uh, I was pleased with that win. It was a big win. Um, See, it was important. I'm, and I'd, I'm, I'd, I'm, actually, I want to flag up because I know I know what you're about to say. Or I think I do. Eleven um, percent is is poor. Uh, I feel yeah. I feel sorry for you because it was your idea in the first place, and you'd had the most development time for your film concept as well. <laughs> um, but there's a theme here because when Nate comes up with something um, and kind of has ownership of it, it never goes well for him because he's also done this with our uh, NFL Formula One Fantasy League. Yeah. He is the commish. He wants to be called the commish. I'll call you commish uh, because the commish is two and three, I think, for the season. Is on a losing well, yeah. record. Um, yeah. And is yeah. what fifth in the standings, maybe even lower. Yeah, um, and who's uh, who's who's counting? I'm not anymore. <laughs> and and Meadows is what Meadows is about to say is his is what he's most proud of. Go on, Meadows. Actually, no. What I was going to say is that none of us had any idea before this started, and you had to coax us all into doing it and talk us through it, baby steps, explain things, change the rules a bit halfway through to try and make it easier for everyone, uh, and yet you're still mired right in the middle and i know it frustrates you because i get whatsapps from nate that's going like i can't believe i might be about to lose again in the f1 league i can't <laughs> believe i'm gonna really have a does, losing record it really does annoy me i'm not gonna lie um, and, and, and yeah Meadows, I, had, I have a perfect record right now so Meadows is five and oh which is great and lawrence do you we can move the, on we know tell the public you, what, no. what your record is um, um basically just flip reverse medicines and you've got lawrence's <laughs> uh <laughs> thanks nate so, that um, was smooth and soft thanks. no worries i appreciate that I'm trying Sorry. though. I'm definitely a trier. Like I'm yeah, really yeah. trying to make an effort to win this thing. <laughs> I yeah. don't even know why I'm saying it anymore. Well, I don't believe it. What's quite good about it, isn't it? Is it 12 rounds that we play that count so before we go into the playoffs? Or is it 13? It's 13, 13 weeks and then three weeks of playoffs. So, um, and it's the top six. There's 10 in the league. Top six top. go through to the playoffs. The playoffs and the bottom four go into the toilet bowl where they're yeah. basically playing <laughs> not to lose. But that also shows that even at 0-5, like Bretto has a shot here because you're you've still got a losing record and you're fifth. Yeah, all right. Don't need to keep <laughs> bringing that up. Yeah, but like as in the top six isn't is actually that's good. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Most it's of close. the teams go into it still, so it's not over yeah. yet, Bretto. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you smugly sat on five and zero, just being like, "Oh, guys, don't worry about it. Just don't like, worry about it." I'm not giving up, guys. But hang yeah, on, don't. if you're five and zero, that means you you're pretty much through to the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think, I think maybe one more win or two more wins should get me there. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd be unlucky, I think, for, anyone, for like enough teams to go above me after that. But um, I've got okay. a tough run. I think I've got to play Nate soon. I've got yep. to play Luke Smith, who is four and one. Uh, and Jamie Price I've got this week, uh, who is our sole American listener. Hey, Jamie. Um, who is also the sole American in our league, so should be doing well. And he's four and one as well. And Nate, Nate helped him win this week. Yep. It beat me. He beat <laughs> me this week. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. I suppose, um, Nate, you can take some pleasure from that because if you're helping all these guys and then they are going on to success, you're like the man behind the success. That's basically what I'm going to call myself, not the commish. Well, I'll call myself <laughs> that and the man behind the success. I quite like that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, yeah, we can, we, can, we can move on from how bad I am at my own fantasy league in a sec, but I'm going to buy us a trophy soon as well. So we can put that on the, on the pad hoc chat, uh, pad hoc Twitter soon as well. Well, if I knew that there was a trophy, I'd have taken this far more seriously because you know how I love a good trophy. That's true. He, well, uh, you, you oh, know now. He does. Oh, this all ties in because I'm looking at Bretta now and he's wearing a freebie top from uh, <laughs> Abu Dhabi when he got to go um, dune buggying with Red Bull, which is very cool. Uh, and we all got these like kind of I don't know, sportswear tops to wear and some sunglasses so we didn't get loads of sand in our eyes. And there's a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. Um, and then 
we didn't get a trophy for that. But then a couple of years later, Red Bull put on camel polo and Beretta got a huge <laughs> trophy. So, well, uh, so which, did you, Medus? I did, but mine stayed in my hotel room in Abu Dhabi. Um, and yours is where right now, actually? Um, next to my television um, in my living room. Uh, we can't sit. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a first for the pad hoc. But I'm yes. going to tell Beretto to take his headphones off, go and get it. Okay. Um, and, and Nate, you can screenshot this. Okay, um, you, keep, you, you guys keep talking, so we've not got dead air, okay? We will, okay, okay. He's gone, okay. great. He's right. gone, fantastic. Now we can finally do the podcast we've always dreamed of doing. It's great Meadows and Nate's show. There. Oh. oh, there it is, it's already back. Wait, I need to send this, the earlier screenshot. So this is cutting edge. Here we go. Here we go. Cutting edge. Wow. Here we go. Wait. Wait. <laughs> it does say hump day on it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Red Bull Hump Day. It is a big trophy. This is, this is some great content right here. Well, I'm, I'm really <laughs> hoping this will mean people will want to see the trophy because it is huge. Because this part is bigger than my head. Yeah, put it down now. You can look at it while you do the rest of the podcast. Okay, right. <clears throat> Welcome back. Thank Welcome you. Welcome back to much. the pad <laughs> um, We've had an executive vote while you were away and, um, okay. and you're out. It's just Nate and I now. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, guys, it was nice hanging out with you. I'll see you later. See you, mate. <laughs> who, who was that guy? <laughs> Never seen him before in my life. Just some uh, idiot with some bad shoes. It's fine. Oh, don't say that. That's the whole basis of our show. <laughs> You're ruining the whole show. Uh, um, where were we anyway? Oh, yeah. So the thing I was going to complain about is that the 11% of votes for the buddy cop idea is... Yes. 11, 11% of people voting for the idea that includes Captain Hulkenberg, which I'm stunned about because I thought it was, thought it was genius. But it then got us all talking about like, additional things to, our, to, the, to, to that idea, what we could add to it. And I think we had quite a good suggestion, Meadows. Am I right? Yeah, that, I can, I I can grab do. this up. Actually, I had it open ready to go. The, uh, the podcast nobody asked for replied to us on Twitter uh, saying it needs a retired driver coming back for one last case that all good cop movies have one of those. So it was like, I said like Alonzo style, that sounded awesome. Um, so yeah, There's a lot of to... potential. There's a lot yeah. of potential to that. Add, throw that into the mix. Alonzo's um, maybe, quite Maybe Mika, maybe Mika, who you always thought had, he's, he's been on sabbatical for ages. Well, Mika, so... Mika and Kimmy would be, would be interesting because they're like, they're very similar people, like, you know, very similar people, kind of both ice cool. Would they work well together or would that clash, would that style make it difficult to work with? could just have all the Scandinavian drivers and ex-drivers and just have like an episode of The Bridge. I don't know if anyone's seen mm. that or so, something like that. Just go really like um, Scandinavian thriller, cop drama. It's always very edgy. Um, we wouldn't understand what's going on. We do subtitles and we could make it say whatever we wanted. But yeah, I think, I think like Mika could come into it. Uh, who else? My one, my one would be Eddie Irvine. Ooh. Because you'd have, because you know, in the, in the like lethal weapon style, you've always got, um, who, what's Mel Gibson's character in that call? I can't believe I can't remember it. Murtar. Murtar's kind of, you know, free spirit, kind of does what he wants. You've got that coming back, you know, after 20 years, you know, like the guy was nearly champion. So in police terms, that's, I don't know, he was nearly captain or whatever. I don't know. But like, since then, he's just, you know, kind of a playboy, kind of, you know, likes the party life. But then he's got to come back and be serious and, you know, win a case. So Eddie Irvine, I think, would, would work as a, as a kind of a left field shout. No, I do Hang like on. <clears throat> so just so that you avoid abuse, Nate, Murtar is not 
Oh, he's Riggs, isn't oh, he? Good. Yeah, he's Riggs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I knew as soon as I said it, I was like, I can't believe I got Lethal Weapon wrong. That's And also, so just, just on that, the podcast nobody asked for, that's my housemate Ian, and that is a movie podcast. Ian is going to burn me, like he's going to yeah. roast me forever that I didn't get, that I got that wrong. It's, it's, and to be honest with you, I, I actually might resign from podcasting for, <laughs> yeah. for the foreseeable future because that's, that's awful. Finally. Oh. <laughs> so it's actually now just you, Meadows. Like, we, we, we sacked Lawrence. I've just resigned. This is now just a Medland monologue. That's a great name for a podcast, the Medland monologues. I think we've got enough podcasts for now. Okay, I'll, I'll work on it. Um, um, I was going to choose Pastor Maldonado for my returning F1 driver. Nice. Because I think he would be entertaining because I think he'd think he's really good, but isn't very good. And that would lead to hilarity. Yeah. But, and, and like everyone would be like, oh, yeah, he's got so much potential, but he just keeps messing it up. You know, he just exactly. like, he'll be about to like catch the bad guy and he trips over and like knocks himself out on the, in the crime scene. Or honestly, just keep shunting the car and chases. Yeah. And it should be that all of the like force that are working below him are new. So they don't know his history. And all they see is drove for the uh, great Williams team, won <laughs> a race in Formula One. Um, so they have these hugely high expectations that like the Messiah has returned and then it doesn't go quite to plan. Yeah, quite, I, I do quite like that. Well, there you go. There's, a, there's another vote for this week then. So who would be the best returning driver? Irvine, Hakkinen or Maldonado? Oh, it, I just kind of said Hakkinen out of just like talking. I didn't well, know you can, this is going did, for a vote. No, not did I, but then the fact that we've all come up with yeah, three. You can come up with another one if you I want. I think of Nigel Mansell. <laughs> that would be great. I think he'd look like a proper <laughs> yeah. boss Bobby as well. Wouldn't he? Like... <laughs> and also, I'd love to see an interrogation with like you and Mansell and someone else <laughs> where you're trying to get out and he's like, oh, can you, uh, can you just tell us, tell us if you saw anything? And you're like, come on, Nigel, get, you got to get pumped. He's like, oh, okay, okay I'll, let me. <laughs> just, just going to descend into athletic events. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm, I can't do impressions, but you know what I mean? Like Mansell. I loved it. I loved it. Very, do it again. No, I won't do it again. Just in case we ever, you know, have to get back into a paddock one day, <laughs> and we're not allowed. Um, but yeah, Mansell's Mance a good shout, and Which also didn't... resonates with the US audience. True. So and I'm thinking of again, the... Meadows think, thinking of the thinking of the fans. The time that he he shows up late to work, and everyone's like, "Where's where's the boss? Where's Nigel?" And then you see him pushing his uh, his car. <laughs> it's like an old Ford Sierra, and he's shoving it because it's run out of fuel, but needs to get to work. He finally gets into the parking space. It says captain, and then he just collapses onto the floor. That would be <laughs> Nigel. Yeah. Um, or he's yeah. in a final, he's in a final pursuit. You know, he's about to catch the bat and his, his tire just blows. And, uh, <laughs> and he has to like, he has to drive it into a little lay by to, so he doesn't crash. And yeah. And he would have got reason, the absolute the ultimate crime Lord and it yeah. gets away from him. For some reason he's in Adelaide. No one knows why. <laughs> and, and it's a French guy that, was the guy he was chasing. He just runs off into the distance. It's like, Wee. <laughs> magnifique. Uh, so yeah, okay, are we just gonna? <laughs> can, can we just can, can we just quickly talk about Meta saying magnifique like that? Because <laughs> that was I thought that was fantastic. Uh, we'll clip it um, <laughs> on a loop. I hope. Oh yeah, that's just that's just gonna be the name of the uh, podcast. I should do trailers for these podcasts, and it will just be that one word over and over yeah, again, Peter. over and over again. Yeah, and a picture of Beretto and his uh, trophy. Anyway, um, this is descending into no wanted. Yeah, the uh, this is descending into round two of buddy cop movies, and I like it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like there's yeah, so much potential. I didn't, there. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hijack it again, but I think it. I think it has good um, good potential. I think that Nigel could also, while he's doing interrogations, if it gets if it gets a bit boring, he can 
pull out some magic tricks or like because he loves magic right so he can like maybe try and distract them put them off guard and then Meda's like bad cop can kind of catch them off guard and then get them to admit what they've done I think it'd be brilliant one of them could be when he's he's being good cop and it's not working and he rips off his mustache and goes to bad cop <laughs> <laughs> yeah one's nigel one's mansell he's got two personalities <laughs> now that is excellent yeah fantastic <laughs> guys i think we've i think we've just come up with the best hollywood movie never made well i was about to say if he's listening this is great like we'll, we'll pitch it but then i realized the impression you did of him and i really hope he's not we'll cut that bit out or we'll just send him your bit the good bit and have a random gap in it but what's that like oh nothing there was, a, meant, to, there was meant to be an advert there <laughs> you meant well though nate i think you were only doing it because you respect him and that's what you know you're just trying exactly to say. It, it, imitation is the highest form of flattery right exactly what they say exactly i think so, so yeah. our nigel will get that he'll understand good just take him for a round of golf and he'll forgive you sweet I'll do that. I'll That's do, a movie I'd pay to watch Nate playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I am not very good at golf. Or magic, so if we did either, I would suck. <laughs> no, but that's uh, good, because I think he'd want to be with someone where his level is much higher than the other person. That's true. So that would actually and, probably and work out I would be. I would be the perfect person for that, because I am terrible at golf. I've I played just a few remembered, times with Medis. I've yeah. just also remembered when we went to Top Golf. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I was very bad. Yeah, yeah. I just can't, I just can't picture the swing. If I hit it, it goes miles, but it's where the if is the key word there. Yeah, there was, which top golf was that? Was that in uh, Austin? Austin? That was in Austin, yeah. Yeah, because we did it in Vegas as well, didn't we? And then ran around and yeah. so that was with the other Lar- Larence? Larence? <laughs> Larence. <laughs> combination of Lazar and Lawrence. <laughs> okay, Larence. Um, with Lawrence Edmondson uh, between races, yeah. We, we uh, played some top golf because we had to check out of our hotel early in vegas and um it was a bad idea because it's the first thing we did and they uh, served us some beers and th- things went downhill rather rapidly from there it was early in the, early in the afternoon and we were like well hey it's the first time i've seen how when people talk about vegas being a dangerous place it's it's when it's quite early in the day and you've actually you're a little bit merry and suddenly it does seem like oh, i can do everything let's go everywhere <laughs> yeah you're um, like it's 4 p.m and this place is open forever yeah that's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, that's definitely a podcast for another day and one that needs to be run by lawyers. Uh, so I think it's probably a good place to not incriminate ourselves and wrap it up, basically. That's too, way too late for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, chaps. Um, thanks very much for your time, as ever. Um, thanks to anyone who's listening as well. Please do follow us on Twitter at The Paddock. We've also got a Facebook page. So thanks very much to Chris and Nate for sorting all of that out. They basically do everything and I just come on here and chat. So I'm very lucky. Uh, do remember to hit subscribe too. Um, the more, the better. We, we just know, we'd like to know that you love us. So please hit subscribe. <laughs> please tell us, tell us you love us. <laughs> please. Even, uh, if, but... even if you don't love us, please just like anyway. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. In fact, if you hate us, if you could tell us you love us, it just, you know, we'll take that. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> thanks chris for your time you can read his work on racer.com thanks nate as well you can read your work on espn.com and you can read my work on f1.com thanks again and we'll do it again sometime
Social Podcast Network.